0: Hello, and welcome to The Banker's podcast series, Banking Under Pressure, exploring how the financial services industry is coping with the COVID-19 pandemic. In this series, we're talking to industry experts from around the world to gather insights and advice on specific challenges, best practices, and innovations that can help banks and their customers manage during these tough times. I'm Joy McKnight, Managing Editor of The Banker, And my guest this week is Alex Braid, head of Credit Risk Solutions at Quantexa, an enterprise intelligence platform that detects financial crime. Alex, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Joy. Good morning. Uh, So my first question uh, is sort of to take a bit of a step back and have a bit of a helicopter view. You know, how do you think the pandemic is impacting the corporate credit markets?
1: Well, I think it's um it's quite an unusual impact. It's a kind of a joint supply and demand shock that we're seeing right now. Um, And that's kind of more akin to a a natural disaster or or kind of a war like scenario. And so effectively that's had quite a few impacts um, throughout the economy. Um, So for consumers, um, obviously, we have, you know, rapidly increasing unemployment, um, people on furlough um, through kind of government support schemes. And then, you know, the lifeblood of the economy is actually the kind of the SMEs in the corporate space. Mm-hmm. And, and they're struggling from this, um, you know, supply and demand shock. Um, and it's really showing up just how brittle supply chains have been. And really, another another angle is around the the, the challenges and kind of the the, the liquidity they may have to kind of survive this this time.
0: So why is data key to understanding the virus's impact on borrowers? So first of
1: all, things are moving really fast. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, both the spread of the virus um, and also the government's response. So we've seen lockdowns in various, you know, parts of the world, Ooh. travel restrictions, and then obviously huge amounts of financial support. Um, and when we think about... You know how does that impact so the virus is kind of a human to human uh Ooh. transmission and actually you're getting this almost mirroring in in the corporate space as well so with supply chains that may be brittle um and the impact that we've seen through the kind of restriction of, of, of um, people in the industry and, and in the economy that impacts supply and demand so what you're seeing then is a kind of the issues around operational resilience and financial resilience of firms so for a credit analyst who's trying to understand the borrower, You know they need to be able to monitor the, the existing portfolio and then also be able to support the customers that need um, lending, uh, maybe through additional financing or variations such as a, a repayment holiday. So to be able to do that, you need to be able to see how the business has been impacted. And that really comes down to something that we talk in, in our business around contextual decision intelligence. Mm. So that's kind of a view of joined up data. Um, because if you've got a lot of data and things moving fast, you need to be able to provide the analyst with a kind of a, a view of data, kind of joined and, and together in such a way that it's, it's kind of bringing out the, the key factors to look at. So one angle is around the supply chain. So mm-hmm. can you can you understand the supply chain better? And to do that, you may use internal transaction data, um, sort of open banking data, things like that, to be able to understand the 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 um, originators and beneficiaries, and then see who's actually operating in that supply chain. So when we think about the original way that credit analysts have done uh you know credit assessment for many years, you're really focusing on that kind of uh central uh borrowing entity. But actually, they exist in a in a wider ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So the way I like to think describe it is you know, historically credit has been kind of there's been a, a spotlight on on that borrower and everything else is kind of in the shadows and what we're looking to kind of provide is is a floodlight to kind of bring those out of the shadows to be able to understand those interactions
0: okay and, so, so what kind of technology or tools can be deployed for credit analysts to make you know to you know bring together all this data and um, make it more valuable and effective decisions do you think
1: so part of it is is just the the ability to kind of produce a single customer view. So, you know, what does that mean? Well, you've got siloed bank systems often. um, So you might have different divisions, you might have different products within divisions and slightly different names of businesses. So, you know, what we can offer is a a technology layer to kind of join those together. Okay, so that's your internal data. And then you can also add uh, transaction information too, as I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. On the outside of the bank, you'll have external uh, data such as registry information could be around, um, you know, in the UK, you have the Gazette, which is around sort of insolvency data for personals and and businesses. Um, And that you want to bring that in as well. And so when you do that, you get a, a kind of a view of the customer, the client, and, you know, everything connected to them. And then that has done a lot of the heavy lifting for the analyst. And don't forget, you know, the credit process hasn't really been sort of updated for, for quite a few years and probably 50 to 60% of effort today is still spent around sort of data manipulation and data wrangling before you get to the analysis component. Mm. So If you can bring that kind of view together, that single customer view, you've done a lot of that, that hard work for the analyst and then you can start to sort of leverage Uh, Intelligent segmentation. So, how does this client fit in its ecosystem versus another one? And that really helps with risk assessment. And risk, you know, in a nutshell, is effectively around sort of ranking um, you know one entity versus another, and that's what kind of risk models do. So, can you bring in those data to to show its kind of relative position? Okay. And I think I think that improves the the, you know the 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 process, but also the effectiveness of of the decision.
0: Okay, so how can institutions best mitigate risk for both employees and businesses? Do you think? Well, I think again, it comes back to
1: understanding, you know, the 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 nature of the connectedness of Mm. the business. So you know, it it really shows this this pandemic has shown you know how reliant businesses have been today on you know stretched supply chains. So when you have a small part in you know in Asia, let's say that stops a um, a car company operating in in Europe, then then you kind of you start to see um, the challenges that that businesses have. Mm. But the historic way of credit is probably not been to be able to sort of drill into some of those supply chains using the internal data that banks have to kind of visualize them because the analysts a haven't had the the skills or the technology or the data made available to them the good thing is in today's world you know that technology does exist to be able to bring those together and and kind of give more insight to to allowing the credit analyst to understand you know the business its ecosystem and and how it's operating
0: okay uh, and maybe my last question, Alex, is really around, you know, what do you think the corporate credit markets will look like following the pandemic?
1: Well, it's a, it's a tough question. I mm. think, you know, we're, we're, it's still quite uncertain and uncertainty does make credit assessment quite challenging.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so, you know, people are asking, is it going to be a V-shaped or a U-shaped um, kind of dip? Uh, it feels like it may be more of a U-shaped um, effects right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so trying to kind of assess the this nature of the businesses in the future um is difficult so one way they may be different is around uh, the corporate structure so you know have they taken on more debt can they um service that debt you know do we need to amend um you know, covenants and produce and mm-hmm. waivers and things like that just to kind of deal with the new shape of the business? Has that debt been forgiven? Um, and is it a grant or an equity, depending on the size of the business? And therefore, will there be a government uh, investment there potentially into the business, which will, you know, give it a certain new type of characteristic to assess in the future? Um and, and so, you know, being able to kind of understand that, using registry data and internal data will be quite important to kind of be able to assess how the businesses are operating.
0: All right. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your insights, Alex. Thank you. Um, and thanks to our audience for listening. Keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, and ACAST, and follow our discussions at thebanker.com podcast. Thank you very much.